This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's LA uh, from RAF Podcast. What's good, people? Uh, this is a public service announcement, so I want to get straight to the point. Um, most importantly, it's to educate not only parents of young kids, um, but also people like myself um, that have very close friends that are either about to have children in the coming weeks or have young children themselves. What you'll be seeing uh, on the news and throughout social media um, is what's known as MOMO, M-O-M-O. It's basically a, a, a nickname given to one of, the, one of the most sadistic things that I've ever heard of. And um, basically what it is, is Momo is actually, the, the image of Momo is, is, is a doll which is based on actually a Japanese design by the artist of Midori Hayashi uh, and special effects company Link Factory. And the image has actually has nothing to do with what's actually going on. What's actually going on is there's an enormous amount of fear in the global society at the moment of this Momo, which is basically on... YouTube in particular, and coming up with uh, after kids, like young children watching like Peppa Pig or Frozen or, you know, kids shows, this Momo is coming on and basically giving them challenges. So the challenges are as extreme as uh, taking pills, uh, committing suicide, self-harm, or as things like play lab music or whatnot. So I'm going to go through the history uh, to begin with because that's important to understand it. Then I'm going to go through some further points uh, and then I'm going to try and end it with, look, as best as I can, um, you know, advice. Uh, and the advice I've done, I've, I've read more on sort of the psychology side and to be honest, I've just asked, um, you know, friends which are parents uh, of kids how they're currently dealing with the situation. So... That's a brief background. Uh, so the history. The history of Momo is actually not a, a one-off thing. Uh, this has been going on for the last few years. It started with what was known as the Blue Whale Game. Uh, and this was started in Russia around 2015-2016 by a 21-year-old student called Philip Budikin. Uh, he was actually sentenced to three years in jail and admitted to inciting at least 16 teenage girls to commit suicide. Um, you have to forgive me, this is actually really difficult to talk about, but I'll, I'll try my best. Um, what this was led to, um, or linked to, was they believe around 130 suicides in Russia. Um, one thing that you will find during the, this podcast is it's really difficult to actually pin down the exact numbers because if the the children haven't spoken about before uh, and then you know may they rest in peace are deceased it's it's harder for the detectors and whomever to piece it together the way it's done is uh, it's in instructions so it's set up like a a game for lack of better expression um so you see, the, the blue whale game was 50 instructions and it started off for example with like horror films that late 
play music loudly, then I went to taking pills, self-harm, and then the final thing, taking one's life. Um, Mimo's challenge built on it. Um, the way they do it is uh, not only through the YouTube channels of coming on saying um, frightening the kids, but the frightening the kids is also used to tying it into such things like WhatsApp. So the kids are aware, like an email address or the add WhatsApp, and then the communication comes through the WhatsApp messages, the challenges. And the reason why this is important is because it's not only some psychotic sicko that's doing it, it's also a form of hacking, or what I've learned to know as doxing. So doxing is when someone hacks your private information and th then threatens to share all of it in a public forum akin to blackmail. So in the case of Momo, this scary woman chicken thing um, will be like, if you don't, to the kids, if you don't do what I want you to do, therefore, you know, Momo's going to come and kill you, you know. And as we know from when we were young ourselves, I mean, <laughs> used to fear, you know, your imagination, and many still do, fear of such things that are happening of the more, I guess, supernatural, you could call it. Uh, Momo started in Mexico. Um, around a similar time to the Blue Whale game. Both are very similar in what they're doing and trying to ask uh, kids to do certain things, right? In terms of links to death, um, the Russian one is obviously more documented. Uh, for Momo, it's, it's claimed to be in Colombia, um, Turkey, uh, Northern Ireland in the UK was the first to raise awareness, uh, one of the first to raise awareness in sort of Western media. Um, so there's been articles throughout that in the BBC. And like I said, that's what they try to do is they use a fear-mongering for the children to access the information that they're required and then in the more sadistic things push it. And again, in terms of proving um, how many children are dying, it's, it is also a very difficult thing. So what you're, you're seeing is um, through the power of media, something positive to raise awareness uh, like I'm trying to do, but at the same time, statistically, it's seemingly made out to be a lot more than it is. And that's not me to downplay a, a, a child's life. That's by no means what I'm trying to say. It's it's trying to put through the the actual numbers so we have a clearer a clearer perspective. Because a lot of the times with what happens with fear is that the fear causes us to think, oh well. Say there's 10,000 people within, 10,000 children within my local uh, neighbourhood, there's a potential that 4,000 can die, whereas in statistically there might be none within the neighbourhood or none within the state of Western Australia where I live or even within Australia, but it's just more of a, a precaution of, 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 of uh, letting them know. So, like I said, that's how it kind of works. Fear, they hack in. They ask them to do it. So what can we do about it, I think, is the main question. Um, well, first of all, I, I, I did look at um, police uh, psychology, read a lot of articles. Um, so this is kind of what I have. First of all, you have to ensure what can be accessed online. Um, I know this from one of my colleagues at work, that he actually has uh, apps on his phone, which tells him exactly what his kid's looking at, what time we're being able to block it. And that's one of the reasons why there's people are using YouTube videos 
to try and get around the the censorship, right, um, of or the monitoring, so to speak, of what parents already have. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing is just education, just talking to your kids. Uh, and this is discussion I had with parents uh, over the last couple of days, like the importance of teaching your kid of not giving out personal information, which, I mean, my, <laughs> my mum grew up in communist Poland for 20 years. So for me, that, like, don't trust giving any information and the government to manipulate and whatever was embedded within me, but because, you know, like, neighbours were dobbing each other in, in, in communist countries and disappearing over, you know, $20 sort of thing. So, but everyone else might not have that same kind of background. So I think it's a it's a very important thing to teach children from a young age, especially in this media age, just do not give out your your personal information, you know. Um, and I think that's just something you've got to reiterate with them as well. Uh, and another point which was raised, and I think having... Um, experienced bullying at school, I think this is a very important one, that no one has the right to make you do anything that you don't want to. And, you know, the Momo, the Momo thing is horrible, the blue whale is horrible, but let's, uh, let's also focus on some, some positive uh, things that we can take from horrific experiences. And if we can look at this situation and say, well, let's start empowering our children. Let's start looking and saying that there's some, there's some sick hours out there. Let's start empowering them and just teaching them that you, you are beautiful, you're an individual, you are talented, you are incredible, and don't let some weird thing on a screen on YouTube tell you otherwise, or don't tell someone that's writing you messages. Just watch your information, just, you know. And also, like I said before, use parental controls. Some things that you should be looking for with your kid, uh, they become very secretive. Uh, they just, I guess, monitor sort of the social medias. Um, switching screens, which we used to do at, uh, at school ourselves, but we were, we were usually playing computer games and the teacher was um, walking past. So I forgot what it was, like the alt tab or control tab or whatever it is. I'm sure people remember it. Uh, another thing is... Um, so yeah, watch for them flicking screens quickly when you come close. Another thing is withdrawn or angry. Uh, that from kind of, kind of personal experience. That's what I realised. Like I had, I had trouble admitting that I was, I was bullied and I was fighting like up to ten people at once a day, and I was in multiple fights during the day. And I just remember the from that period was just the anger. You know, and then once you're putting kids onto a psychological, you know, seeing these horrific things, and that anger is going to be even more. So that should really always be a, a tell sign. Whenever people tell me with their kids being angry, that's always the first thing to ask. Like, what are they seeing? Like, and and what's also happening in their environment? And also, um, you know, new numbers and new email addresses. You know, you should be able to monitor that. I mean, because. I mean, I understand people having a lot of followers on social media, but, you know, numbers and everything like that should also be monitored as well. Uh, so, in kind of, I guess, a summary, uh, the the Momo, we'll call it Momo Challenge um, at the moment, 
has has gone viral. Um, I feel like the main issues underlying it are competitor education and good practices uh, for, and then also online teaching. Um, and this is one thing that kind of came through, and and again something that in my personal experience I sort of think is very important. You got to, I think parents have to have the kind of like a door open kind of discussion thing, like. You know, there's going to be elements like manners or you know, other things in life that you've got to be you've got to be strict on, right? But there has to be also an avenue where the kids feel comfortable to open up and talk, no matter what age. And um, I think in, in closing, what I really wanted to say is that this uh, this has been probably one of the hardest things for me to to do is is this episode. Um, when I first found out about, about it, I, uh, I I very nearly actually threw up in the office. It, it made me it made me sick about it. And then just sort of having to to read about it, to research this, was, uh, yeah, it was it was hard. And if I can even hit one person with this this uh, podcast, it'd be incredible. To be honest, and I want to just finish it with just saying like I know there's only so much that I can say because I'm, I'm not a parent I, I wish to be one day but I've always been passionate about youth for the very reason that the youth are the ones that can look at the world and make it a better place in the sense that you know you come and whatever it's social or economic or religious or racial or footy or sports or whatever the older you get, kind of the more, I guess, bitter in a way you come. And young people come with a, a new new slate, you know, and they're learning everything. They're being taught everything. So that's why I kind of talked about education and, 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 and let's start inspiring the young kids. Let's start taking them to soul and saying, yeah, look, X, Y, Z, you're seeing is horrible and, and, and I'm going to explain to you how to empower yourself so you don't do it. Don't follow those 50 steps. Don't give your secret information out. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And the fact that they can try and target young kids, well, then let's start teaching them younger. Will there be stuff that a young child wouldn't understand? Yes, but let's try with sort of simple steps with them. And the more that we can in, in, empower the youth, then the less fear we the elders have to have because then they can really take it over and be like, yo, <laughs> you know, uncle, I got it. So like I said, uh, thanks very much for listening. Um, I wanted to try and clear the air a little bit on this. And uh, yeah, look, just share it. I think it's an important thing. It's not me even trying to get locks or listen to my podcast. It's just an education thing. And like I said, if I can help one person or put another person's mind at ease for the night, then maybe I've achieved something. Uh, till then, stay tuned for the next one. Booze.